The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. As part of this meditation session, I would like to mention that your breathing has been your companion for your whole life. In all the places you go and in all circumstances, your breathing has been right there along with you. And as long as you're alive, your breathing will be your companion. And when we meditate on breathing, it's a time when we return the favor and we are becoming a companion to our breathing. And with our attention, we're accompanying the body breathing. And this doesn't have to be a complicated enterprise. It's to be willing for a few minutes to be present for your breathing, to experience it, to attend to breathing. And one way to do that is to allow how your body breathes to show itself to you. So you become familiar to what it feels like, what what it's like for the body to be breathing. and how the breathing shifts and changes depending on what's happening. to be a companion to your breathing is to notice what parts of your body are active as you breathe, where there's movement, 
pressure and release of pressure. To notice where in your body there are sensations that come and go in the process of breathing. Noticing when you're not attending to breathing, tending to your breathing, and willingly, openly, reestablishing yourself as a companion to the experience of breathing. As if it's something that's important to listen to, to attend to, to learn about, to experience just as it is. Perhaps relaxing the mind, stilling the mind, so that with a quiet mind that's not filled with discursive thoughts, you can more fully attend to the immediacy of breathing in and breathing out.
And as you're breathing, the movement of breathing will encounter the places in your body where there might be some resistance or hardness or where it feels like it's work to breathe. Maybe at the top of the in-breath or the end of the out-breath not completely ease, easeful there. There's some holding, tightening, pressure. Some place where the breathing doesn't feel free and open. And if that's the case, don't worry about it. Don't try to fix it. But very simply and gently accompany the breathing into those places where the breathing doesn't feel easeful or free. The places where breathing <clears throat> doesn't breathe itself fully. Noticing how the experience of breathing in is a different experience than that of breathing out.
to be a companion to your breathing is an intentional act. To have the intention to be present for your breathing <clears throat> and to have the <clears throat> intention to be willing to be affected by your breathing. To be open to the influence that breathing could have on you if you relax and open and allow the body to breathe itself.
it's easy to spend most of our time not noticing that we're breathing. What is gained when we bring more attention to the breathing? What's the benefit of being a companion to your breathing? And then to end this sitting, you might take a few long, slow, deep breaths, feeling the effect that a deep breath, deep breathing has on your body. Feeling your body against the chair or the cushion, the floor. Remembering you're sitting here in a room, the other meditators. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes.
So welcome to our Dharma practice day <clears throat> on mindfulness of the breathe, of breathing. And um, we're coming to towards the end of our eight, nine months or so with this topic. I think we have one more session in May. <clears throat> and um, for those of you who've been coming to this through the year, I hope that this has... Um, been supportive of your practice of meditation and that you find it interesting and valuable to uh, be cultivating greater familiarity and understanding of your breathing and how to practice with breathing. So we'll continue today. And um, one of the, <clears throat> I think it's a uh, probably fair to say that most people can go through mo- much of the day without any awareness that they're breathing, even though breathing is probably one of the things we do which is most important for staying alive. Uh, you can't go very long without breathing. You, you can go much longer without drinking. You can go much longer without eating, most people. But to breathe, it's, you know, I think the people who are champions at holding their breath, I think they can do like maybe, I don't know what it is, maybe some of you know, somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes maybe. If there's, a, there's these, I don't know what it is, but there's these people who train themselves to swim underwater for long periods of time. And maybe they have particular lungs to begin with, I don't know, but there's a, maybe I'm wrong about how long it is, but it's quite long. There's people who specialize in and breathing, and, and one of them who's got the, has like the world record and holding his breath underwater, swimming underwater, has opened a um, teaches workshops, very expensive workshops, uh, for how to um, teaching people how to breathe more effectively, and to have more power and more resilience and all kinds of things. And apparently, he does it for um, you know it's so expensive, like for executive types or something. He has a whole particular way of breathing that you have to do before you go into the water in order to store up the most amount of oxygen. And uh, so you can, it's a whole art to it. Um, but so if we're lucky, you know, we can get, maybe, probably for most of us, five minutes, <laughs> if we're lucky. If we're really lucky, two minutes. You feel lucky with two minutes. <laughs> Without dying. And the, um, so it's pretty important. And, uh, and uh, I think that the breathing uh, has been our companion for a long time. But if we can accompany our breathing, uh, our breath becomes a much better companion for us. Because um, if you're present for the breath and aware of the breathing, then there's a, a chance, a better chance for breathing to have an influence on us, to affect us, to massage us. So we know that uh, many people will use their breathing to calm down if they're really agitated or really afraid. Um, <clears throat> the um, people who have panic attacks are sometimes taught, taught to breathe deeply. And um, 
So, you know, how we breathe can affect our mood, our emotions, our state of mind. But you don't have to breathe intentionally in some special way to have that influence. I think just simply uh, being aware of the breathing and being willing to be, to allow the breathing to have an effect on you, to have an influence on you, allows it to have an effect on you. And part of the reason for that is that, um, I believe, is that if you are um, not present for your breathing and not, and, and in addition to not being, you could be present, but not, if you're also then not allowing for something to happen, to be changed by the breath, that means that that parts of your brain are preoccupied with something else. But you have to kind of let go of some preoccupation, some concerns to allow whatever your experience is having, doing to have some influence on you, to be changed by something. And um, so in your contact with Buddhist practice, I hope that all of you are hoping or willing to be changed by it. You know, I hope that the only thing that doesn't change in your contact with Buddhism is Buddhism. You know, you're going to rewrite Buddhism for the world. Um, you know, I think we have to allow ourselves, in the sense of allowing, and it kind of, it's kind of like making room for something to occur. And so then we're less preoccupied. The, the space is not filled with other things. And so just that in itself begins shifting and changing what's happening. And then as we allow ourselves to experience the breathing, to be influenced by the breath, there's a kind of steadiness or kind of concentration or kind of, um, uh, you know, focus on the breathing then that supports the mind to become quieter, stiller, more open or less preoccupied in a nice way. So to be willing to be a companion for your breathing and then as a good friend for your breath, uh, to be willing to be changed by it. To, to let the, the experience of breathing your body to influence you. I think is one way of thinking of this whole mindfulness of the breathing enterprise practice. So we'll do, um, probably this morning, we'll mostly do uh, practices, <clears throat> maybe some little bit of discussion, and then in the afternoon, I'm not sure, I have different ideas of what we might do in the afternoon, but let's see how it goes in the morning. Um... I think all of you have been here before. Has anybody ha- not been at these Dharma practice days before? All been here? You haven't been here? Yeah, but you've been to Dharma practice days before, yeah. yeah so I don't, think, I don't think I need to do an introduction to Dharma practice days. I think the timing for the blower is perfect today. <laughs> Every Friday, so the idea is to figure out when they're coming. So. so in a few minutes we'll take a break, and that's good. And um, let me think here. Um, so it might be, I asked a question at the end of the sitting. Um, what is gained by being a companion to your breathing? What benefits does that bring you? And um, I'd like to hear if some of you had some responses to that question. Uh, what came up for you? My name's Gail. Um, 
Gil, it gave me a new feeling for inner friendliness. Mm. Um, not only the receiving of the breath, but when, especially when you said, um, you suggested accompanying the breath uh, into places where it wasn't easy, uh, my heart just uh, <laughs> moved. <laughs> uh, and and uh, it, it, it was very moving. It was a feeling of, of that, well, I can only call it inner friendliness. Oh, uh, nice. uh, it, it's just beautiful. Nice. Um, I won't expect it all the time, but, you know, but, but for me it's very encouraging. Sometimes, um, it's, you know, I guess inevitably it seems kind of dry, um, and uh, just to remember that uh, that this is occurring too is, is seems very important. Great, I'm happy to hear this. Thank you. Someone else? It's nice if we can remember to say our names. I'm Jane, and um, before we started this morning. I was uh, thinking about uh, what I need. And I was, my first thought was, oh, I'm tired. It'll be nice just to rest for the day, like setting myself up just to rest. And then I thought, I don't need to rest. And then I thought, what do I need? And the thing I thought was connectedness, a feeling of connectedness again. I hadn't been feeling that lately. And so very interestingly however many minutes later when you asked the question, that was the answer. Mm. That um, the, what I gained, what I gained and what I really felt when you asked the question was a sense of really basic connectedness with the world mm, nice. in a general way. Very nice, thank you. So not just a connectedness to the breathing, but through that connectedness to the breathing to the, to the world itself. Nice. Um, usually it's hard for me to let go of the storyline uh, story in my mind. Uh, so I know it's supposed to be following the breath, and so there's a certain struggle uh, to let go of the story. Usually I lose that struggle. Um, and so I'm getting to indulge in this story, right? Uh, but it's ruffles in the mind. It's not really, doesn't really feel so good. But after a while, even I get tired of doing that, and the story drops away, uh-huh. finally. Uh, and then I can follow the breath. And, uh, and as soon as that happens, there's, there's a, uh, a great feeling of ease. And, and then I wonder, why was I holding on to that story? This is so much better. Mm. So there's kind of a, a sense of relief mm, nice. when I can finally do that. Wonderful. Um, I really appreciated your personifying the breath as a companion and then painting the picture further of and bringing to mind, which I'm always aware of, but it's good to bring it to mind. It's there with me from the time long before I can remember. 
until my last breath, which I may or may not be aware of. And um, that's really helpful. Um, it's a companion. Thank you. Great. When I, when you said that, um, for me, it's more of a sense of hereness. When I'm companioning my breath, <clears throat> I'm here. Because that's where the breath is. Yeah. Nice. So it establishes you, establishes you more here, and does you establish you more here more widely than just with the breathing? So it's a little bit connected to the idea of the a wider connectedness. So, great. And your name? Carrie. Thank you. So a couple of things came up, um, one of which is this visceral sense of being that is an alternative to getting lost in the world of thought. Mm-hmm. Thought still occurs, but it's standing in a different place. Mm-hmm. Nice. A different center of gravity. Nice. Great. So... Um, I hope that, like, also thank you for the, those of you who spoke, and hopefully those of you who just listened didn't speak maybe kind of suggested a little bit more ideas for you about different options of how to benefit from breathing and staying connected to it, being the companion to it. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, so <clears throat> let's take a break. And I suggest we take a silent break, and or maybe maybe I shouldn't call it a break. Maybe we call it period for walking meditation and um, <clears throat> so they keep some momentum keep kind of like going with the practice and not just a break from it and so let's start again in here in 20 minutes <clears throat> at uh, uh, quarter to 11 so, si- uh, so silent period of walking meditation thank you <clears throat> 